What's wrong? I'm just a little down in the dumps. I'm sorry to hear that. I I have this predicament that I'm in, brother Mason, co-host of uh, I, hey I've hey I've got that's the name hey I've got an idea show. This show that we're in the middle of right now. Yes, yes, yes I am your co-host. Gosh, you got a predicament, and I care about your well-being. So what? predicament is this and is there some way i can help yeah um well maybe you see i'm trying to find a way to tell a special person in my life that they suck um is it me do i suck and it's my brother mason (laughs) and i don't know how to bring it up well you know how i like to bring things up how's that uh, I, I come up to them and I'm like, hey, I'm going to show you a magic trick. You see this coin. If it's heads, you suck. If it's tails, you don't suck. But then they don't know it's like a two-headed coin. And mm. I flip it and it comes up. It's like, oh, I guess the universe says you suck. That's not my opinion. It's the, the forces of fate have decreed that you suck ass. And then the person that I'm talking to is like, what? I don't suck ass. Flip it again. And I flip it like eight more times and it comes up heads every time. It's like, wow, you must really suck. <laughs> the, the universe is have very, spoken. universe is very certain about this one. Yeah. Uh, that was some good shtick, I think. No. You ready to get down to business? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, so this Good. is Hey, I've Got an Idea show. We do inventions sure together, my brother and I, and we talk our way through a new thing. And this week, so it's, it's going to be a new language. We're going to make a language. Yep. Now, uh, first things first. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> That's a good question. Like, I would have gone with, like, a a a new slang or or possibly a new genre of music but no you you were like i need a completely new language let's make klingon let's make esperanto because that's been a resounding success let's let's make conlang what what's that one that's like constructed language that's a thing they have a there's a whole subculture of these bullshit people Conlang? Oh, Conlang meaning all of those fantasy languages fall into As the category. As opposed to of like Natlang, yeah. Natlang. Conlang Natlang. Natlang is natural language, which is we are speaking right now. So we need to invent something in a new category. Other than artificially constructed or natural, of course, a randomly generated language. <laughs> Going back to the idea, we always bring back the other ideas. Going back to the idea of flipping a coin, we are going to randomly generate a new language, ladies and gentlemen. Um, possibly. Let's maybe come back to that one, because... I don't have a coin within arm's reach right now. Actually, hang on. Do I have a coin? Is there a coin in here? 
Yes, I have a coin. Okay. Uh, we we could do uh, that. We could do that game. But let's just talk about some groundworks of our backgrounds with language so far. Because Should we talk about our groundworks? Heads yes, tails no. Tails no, that's boring. Let's talk about something else. All right. Uh how about you actually talk about the language that you made? The written language. Okay, should I do that? Heads yes, tails no. Tails no! Son of a bitch! Fucking coin! Yeah, uh, it's it's an American nickel, actually. I like, like... I like that the coin will yes and me half the time. <laughs> it will yes and you exactly half the time, yes. Hmm. Welp. Um... Uh, let me come up with a third suggestion. Um, should we do this stupid random game the whole fucking podcast? Should we do this stupid random game the whole podcast? Flipping the coin. Tails says no, I'm putting the coin back. Alright, we can come back to the coin, because I like that. I like that. That's probably going to result in some funny stuff where language is concerned if we actually get into the framework of that construction. Now that the coin's down, talk about your fucking language. Okay. Uh, like most young creative uh, dudes, uh, I made a language, um, which is really less a language and more a phonetic alphabet that I cobbled together without actually doing any prior research whatsoever about how phonetics works. And so it was very close to what English looked like. It's just like I had a different symbol for k than I did for ch. And um, uh, I used to write my diary in it when I was a teenager. And then my parents were able to read it easily. And they found out that I put all my melodramatic teen bullshit in it. And they sat me down because they were concerned about me, which is, you know, something that every teen loves to hear. And then I burned my diary. The end. <laughs> wow. I knew I about... legit burned it. Like, I never told anyone about this. Uh, I am confessing this for the first time on this podcast. In the middle of the night, I went to the bathroom and I burned it in the sink. You Did you feel that you had some uh, really incriminating stuff? Or was that just the teenage dramatic bullshit That's way of dealing with it? That's teenage dramatic bullshit. When you're a teenager and you're going through like hormones, that seems like a logical course of action. Right, where you're basically thinking, like, this is how this would play out in a movie, so I have to do it. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I knew about 70% of that. Uh, <laughs> the part that I liked was that my uh, smart brother made up a language and wrote in it, and it was nine-tenths the length of English because he was able to eliminate some pointless extra letters and silent letters and bullshit like that. Mm -hmm. um, and that part was, I thought it was always super cool. So I guess, like, literally when you burned that diary, that language died as well? Well, I mean, I can still write in it. It's really not that hard. Right, right, right. Uh, one of the things that I sort of realized as I was making it is that the sounds I and A are actually, like, dual vowels. They're uh, what I believe are called diphthongs. And I didn't know that. And, the, like, as I was making the mouth sounds to try and sort out how sound works 
I was like, wait a second, I can't actually keep holding I. It doesn't sound like I if you hold it long enough. I guess that's actually I. Right. So I'm guessing that, like, when you look at dictionary definitions and you have the pronunciation guide uh, and you have the A-E word together, that's the I-E. And then, like, but just in general, we haven't switched out you know, the written English language for the pronunciation guide language altogether, or we would have started doing that. Yes. Like, that would actually be interesting if, like, everything was written in, like, IPA-style International Phonetic Alphabet so that, like, anything that you're reading it, you're just reading it directly from the phonetic alphabet. Okay. Okay. So speaking of alphabets, uh, yes. I'm going to get into preemptively the bit that I always do is, you know, the number one problem. Right. Uh, the reason why Esperanto never caught on. I'm gonna that was I, I'm not even no joke. That was exactly what I was going to bring up next. OK, Esperanto is the most famous constructed language in the world. The idea is of it, its is founder. It, is it? Well, I mean, if we're not counting bullshit like Klingon and Elven. Yeah. OK, sure. Okay, the the most famous constructed language in the world that doesn't include a fictional setting with people <laughs> who have pointy ears. Fair enough. Okay, uh, the the reason why it didn't catch on is like its founder, I forget their name, but uh, wanted to say, hey, you know what? All the misunderstandings of the world are because we all speak different languages. If we all spoke the same language, there would be no war. And he came up with this language just before the invention of the typewriter so he was like oh a j with an accent over it no one's gonna have a problem with this and then along comes the typewriter and typewriters don't have j's with accents over them so no one could type and nobody's gonna buy a dedicated esperanto you know typewriter Mm. and nobody had the funds to make one so it was like yeah okay uh i guess we're just going to handwrite this and now of course we got computers so we got no problem typing for esperanto but like it's past stop trying to make fetch a thing okay let's actually look at the historical uh tale of esperanto for a second here too because i've always still found it fascinating but not enough to actually do my own research so i'm just pretending that you are my source of information for this which is this never is a good always idea. good when you do never this, a yeah. good idea um, but, but, uh, what I love about Esperanto is like the the naivete, the utopian naivete of its creator, like Esperanto itself on my world. It means hope. Right. Right. right so right. it's 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 like that's that that's what Esperanto. Like that's that's the root word there. <laughs> is hope? <laughs> hope. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Esperanto is like hope. All right. Well, okay. By the way, just just as a side note, uh, like the uh, as much as I hate referencing the terrible DC movies, uh, that whole bit, like on my world, it means hope. Like Cal L, like if if like if L is Kryptonian for hope, and Cal is like a really common name, like the equivalent of Bob, then that means that like Superman's name is Bob Hope. There you go. You, uh, you've been sitting on that one? For like a year, yeah. Cool. Good joke. Here's here's the thing, though. Esperanto is, Esperanto 
is is not a bad concept. Like no, the the goal was great, except that the the jokes you always hear about Esperanto is about how starry eyed the the inventor was with it that mm-hmm. even though theoretically it was like the easiest language to learn is that still it, true? it super is easy to learn by the way that's the problem like i sat down once and i tried to learn esperanto and in like an hour i could read sentences in it and i could compose sentences with the limited vocabulary that they gave me but then like two days later i had forgotten it entirely right but that's just a me- measure of dedication, right? Like, if with any other language, I mean, I I still am feeling kind of conflicted about this because I know that it is pretty unlikely that we'll win the whole world over on this one. That's just you you aren't likely to win the whole world over on much. Um, however, the concept of hey, this is the easiest. Everybody switched to this, and we got it. Like, why in the hell did this not find its way into a school system or something? Instead, like, the most common lingua franca of the world is English, which is one of the hardest languages to learn. English is, like, like here's the thing. Every every language you're going to have, you're going to have some words that are obscure. And obviously, if you were just suddenly going to be like, okay, well, now there's, you know, this many million English speakers... Uh, what if in 30 years there were, uh, you know, a couple thousand, um, people would be like, wait, no, English has these awesome words and we're going to lose them to history. And, um, you know, sure. Get the historians to keep track of that. Let's all learn to not have language barriers or, I mean, the other thing too, is that technology is going to filter that too, right? Like translating on the fly is becoming easier and easier and easier eventually people are going to be like, why am I still limiting myself to this when we can learn this language? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think the future holds us all getting, like, language just solved? Is it seen as a problem? Like... Uh, I don't know that it's a huge problem, and I I disagree with the idea that if we all spoke each other's languages, like, that would alleviate conflict. I do think that everybody speaking the same language is... Like, that would be convenient. Uh, But I also... Like, I I don't see it improving the world that much, to be honest. But I think, and this uh, this is an idea that I have in my head, is you're familiar with the Sapir Whorf hypothesis. I am not. Okay. Uh, The Sapir Whorf hypothesis, and the reason they call it a hypothesis is that this isn't really something that you can test, so it can't even be called a theory, let alone a law, but it's pretty solid, is that uh, if you have a language in your head, a lot of the thoughts in your head are determined by your language. And this was touched on in 1984 a lot, is that if you have a language in your head where you can't formulate a sentence uh, then you can't really have that thought, or at least it's far more difficult for you to have that thought. Uh, whereas if an idea, if the language, if the, uh, the concept for it is common, if it's a noun that you're familiar with, it'll be much more easier for you to have ideas about that. So what I think is uh, important and is a useful thing that language can do is 
the language, how you choose to shape it, what words you choose to put into that language can determine like the way people think. Hmm. That's a big thought right there. Oh, yes, it is. Um, so can you think of an example where, uh, or an example provided by this same claim here, um, where, you know, this culture, people who speak this language are likely to think this thing, but this other culture uh, and language speaker, speakers are likely to think this other thing? I can. It's a little thing called the Eastern Orthodox Church. Okay, go on. Okay. Uh, round about the 10th century AD, and this is, uh, this is real. I'm, I'm dropping some history knowledge on y'all. Uh, you had Rome, which was, you know, of course, that's where the Vatican is. That's where the uh, center of the modern Roman Catholic Church is. And the Pope was there. And then... Way over in Constantinople, which has since been renamed Istanbul. Uh, it's not uh, Constantinople, it's, uh, it's Istanbul. But mm -hmm. uh, if you have a date in Constantinople, should be waiting in Istanbul. Anyway, in Constantinople... Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. I thought that that was nobody's business but the Turks. Well, now it's nobody's business but the Turks. But at the time, it was the business of the Constantinople aliens. Anyway, the con the the cosmopolitans. Uh, anyway, right. uh, they were having a uh, a disagreement there on the nature of the Trinity and like how the different personhoods of God relate to each other. Uh, how like Jesus can be the same thing as God the Father can be the same thing as the Holy Spirit but not the same thing at the same time. Right. And they were having this big theological debate, and they were doing it in Greek, because they, they all spoke Greek over there. And then uh, the Pope over in Rome was just like, uh, I'm going to solve this. And he steps in in Latin, and he's just like, uh, hey, uh, God is one person, but also three. Uh, one person, but, you know, different personalities, but the same essence. There you go. Solved it. You're welcome. But because he did it in Latin, like it didn't have the same connotations. And in Greek, there was like more, uh, more concept to this concept, right? Like there was finer gradation. And they were like, you didn't solve anything. And the Pope's like, nah, -uh, I totally did stop arguing. And, you know, over in Constantinople, they're like, you're a bullshit pope, fuck this. And they split off into the Eastern Orthodox Church. Mm. And that's why you have like Greek and Russian Orthodox uh, that are separate from, uh, you know, Roman Catholicism because they split off long before Martin Luther did his thing. Um, and that's why you see Russian churches with the funny cross with the diagonal bit on the top. Okay. Because it's isometric. Okay. And that was a real thing that happened because the two different groups spoke different languages, so uh, they didn't have the same concept of what the word is is. I mean, that is exactly what I asked for. Uh, I feel like I'm no closer to solving the puzzle of language, however. Uh, it's It does prove that, oh, look, different languages mean people think differently. Yeah. But we want to invent the 
best language? We do, and we will. Okay. So, memes. Huh? No, fuck no. You want, like, fucking Tech Pepe to be the new language? Fuck you. <laughs> I suppose that is, like, the opposite of elegant. Is... Well, and also all that shit is reliant on English in the first place. Yeah, a lot of it is anyway. It's not like the internet culture hasn't spread to a lot of other languages now and that everybody has their own kinds of memes. Everybody's <laughs> figured out how to put words over top of pictures. Yes, to varying degrees of success. And that's, that's, it's super obnoxious when I, I, you know, I have some friends on Facebook that were primarily of another culture that happened, I happened to work with them speaking English, but they were primarily of that other culture. And then they share these memes that look like they're funny, but I'm too lazy to translate them. <laughs> like, Damn it. So it's like, here, here's a picture of Squidward with like inscrutable Etruscan pasted over it in impact font. And you're just like, I bet that's super funny. Oh man, Squidward memes are always funny. Oh, fucking Squidward is bloodshot eyes. I bet they're talking about like when Bay doesn't stop the suck. Like, ah. Uh, uh, don't oh, you hate man. when Bay doesn't stop the suck? That's the worst. My, my absolute, <laughs> my absolute favorite that joke was um was it was Nanalan scrunching up her face, <laughs> and it was <laughs> when you people, but she keeps sucking. <laughs> okay, for for any of our listeners who are not Canadian. Uh, Nanolan is, well, you know what? Just pause this podcast and just go Google image search N-A-N-A-L-A-N. You're welcome. And also, uh, if you find yourself on YouTube and find yourself looking at Peepo, oh God, <laughs> Peepo makes me so happy. Nanolan makes every Canadian happy. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so pure. I know. It's just like, I'm going to be this Muppet child babbling with this dog in the backyard. My, of my, my, whole... my grandmother's backyard, which is Nanaland, but I just pronounce it Nanalan. Yeah, my whole world is wonder, and you get it in three-minute dose. That's, mm. that's what you get. So, Nanaland, can't help Nanaland. but notice... Rolls off the tongue kind of nice, no? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, we're getting pretty close. Well, there's a, there's a, there's an idea, okay? Uh, if you say something, like, a thousand times, but, like, you're, you're starting out pronouncing it Grandma Land. Grandma Land. <laughs> Grandma Land. Yes. And by the thousandth time, you're just like, Nanoland, Nanoland, yeah. Nanoland. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Then, like... That is the evolved version of the word. And I think we should be going for a language that is all ultimate evolution words, where it's like you can say it when you're on the verge of dying from alcohol poisoning, and it still sounds perfectly eloquent. And still it still rings true uh, of pills in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's obviously not the alcohol thing. That's like you needed the, your pills, but yeah, same thing. Um it's not the same thing. No. <laughs> the, the, um, I mean, I don't mean to sound possibly a little racist with this one, but 
isn't that a little bit of what like Jamaican patois is all about? Don't they just um, isn't it like simplified English sort of? I don't think so. I think like there's some stuff that got brought in from other languages. And so it's it's a mishmash of multiple origins. It's not just like Jamaicans with marbles in their mouths. No, no, but I mean I know that with um some I, I'm struggling for the right words here. I'm assuming that it's like uh you know African American colloquialisms um that you have Good guess. Good guess could be. Maybe. Uh you have lots of like omitted syllables yeah and and yeah especially the harder consonants yeah and that becomes its own slang its own language its own culture um but there is the sticking point that you actually touched on something kind of poignant a very useful um evolution of language if it could be simpler and still effective the eloquence might follow suit with that. Um, mm. And that is not what you get with with that level of slang, right? It is tragically very often cited as as quite the opposite. Uh, what message boards have you been hanging out on, dude? I'm just saying, you know, if if it's just like taking syllables out, it sounds like it's lazy English. Okay, fair enough. Like, the more evolved and the 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 looser the pronunciation gets the less articulate it appears appears cosmetically i will concede that point right so then if we were starting from scratch if we created something that it was kind of base simple structure okay now like i feel like i should have actually like done a day of esperanto like you did and and just to give myself a groundwork for how that could work. Do you remember any words or anything? Uh, tulipoge. Tulipoge. What is that? Tulips. Why would it be tulipoge? Uh, because that... Well, in terms of why it would be tulipoge, because that's the noun that the tutorial used. Uh, but why it is tulipoge is you always put the accent on the second syllable. And the oj is just because it's easier for people to say oj. So is oj just sort of like, is the addition of oj, like are there a bunch of words that end in oj and that just like infers I I think if I recall correctly, like a noun always ends in o. And like, you can always tell when you're looking at a noun or a verb by what vowel it ends in. But you just said tulipoj, and I can't spell that ending in an O. Well, it's O-J at the end. The J is... Okay, so O-J, and that's... Okay, interesting. It's it's tulip ending in O-J, yeah. So someone put orange juice on my tulips. Yes. And that's how you do it in Esperanto land. That is how you do it in Esperanto. (laughs) You see see a red door, and you want it painted with uh, orange juice. Right. And uh, and it has the nutrients that plants crave. And uh, that's our future. That's our future where there's no conflict. Yeah, you know what? That's, uh, there, there are worse dystopias, absolutely. You know, I guess that's true. 
You, so, you know what the the most optimistic thing is about idiocracy? What's that? The most starry-eyed, optimistic thing about it is that a dude shows up and he's clearly smarter than everyone else. So everyone's like, wow, this dude is smart. We should listen to him. Oh, God. Whereas oh. in the real world, we do not live in a world where intelligence causes that to happen. Oh, that made me sad. <laughs> idiocracy is definitely like an exercise in sadness lately yeah like oh no this is too true now anyway well i i just relate to the part of it where the guy keeps getting hit in the balls all the time mm, it's a pretty good movie i would watch that movie yeah i would watch those my balls i would watch those balls so what you need, you need is like the Mortal Kombat finisher where it like goes to X-ray vision for a second and you just see the testicles being fractured. Oh no. Oh. Owies. <laughs> so here here's a thought. <laughs> Testicular damage is actually a very big problem. Don't don't actually kick people in the balls as hard as you can. It's you can seriously damage them and it, it's bad. Good good little PSA. You have convinced like, I, no one of anything. <laughs> like I know you think I know you kids think it's funny, but I like the part here where you think it will do any good to try and say, you know what though, just just don't hit each other in the balls. Just don't hit just each other in the no, balls. No, please don't, guys. Don't do, guys, it's more really importantly, bad. don't hit me in the balls. It's really. I, it's really bad. It's funny in the cartoon, but don't don't do it to your friend. He's your friend. He's your friend. He doesn't want smashed balls. That's bad. <laughs> That's bad for his balls. Mm. Okay, so we need to invent a language that will allow us to communicate this important concept. Okay, so if, we've, if we do that, if we can successfully do that, we've won language. Okay, uh, I'm I'm gonna say that if we can create a language which can only say "Don't hit other people in the balls," I will allow that phrase to take the place of "Suck Grimace's dick," and we'll just end no. every podcast with, with with that phrase in our language and just reminding our our listeners not to hit each other in the testicles or other anatomy that you might just don't hit each other in general, but specifically the testicles, they don't have like a rib cage around them. <sighs> okay. I okay, think. So what are, what are the key elements in expressing the idea of not hitting people in the balls? We need the idea of no, like don't do this thing. We need the idea of the imperative tense. We need the idea of hit. We need the idea of testicles. Um, now here's the thing. We're talking about this being trans, uh, this being expressed vocally, and the simplest way, uh, in person, physically, or via like written language, is going to be different from that. Because if you're just standing there, IRL, and can mm -hmm. and don't need to do much vocally to express the full statement you could just kind of put your hand down 
to where your balls are to indicate that's what you're talking about and then just be like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty universal, yeah. Um, Okay, so you know what is the ultimate form of communication that I think we can leverage for this? Is it love? Is it the language of love? Fuck no. Is it Um, it chocolates? Close, but no. Um, You know, the problem with Esperanto was dude created it. He didn't anticipate the up-and-coming technology of the typewriter that would make communication via his thing really inconvenient. So we need to do the opposite. We need to launch, uh, latch onto the newest form of communication. Uh, Luke, let's say Williams, may I suggest to you the idea of an emoji-based language? Uh, I mean, that's not... You, you wouldn't be the first. I know, but I'm going to be the best. Like, I, no one ever was. I, fun fun fact. I recently had a competition with my friend who... Uh, uh, this is a bad idea, and I shouldn't be putting this on record whatsoever. But <laughs> we tried to figure out, in three emojis or less, how mm-hmm. to express the most offensive thing possible. <laughs> okay. And we okay. just sort of took turns trying to figure out how to do that best with what the iPhone, because we both had iPhones, we tried to figure that out uh, then and there. And I think the best one that I had was, uh, it went synagogue, airplane, skyline. And he just kind of looked at me and he was like, Jews did 9-11? See, I assumed you would just do like any of the religious emojis, then equal sign and the poop emoji. Right. That I mean, that we it's it started there. <laughs> but but you went straight to Jews doing 9-11, so <laughs> anyway, let's hmm. uh let's abandon this topic completely. Uh not maybe not the topic. Emoji-based language. Um, emoji-based language. How do I communicate don't hit people in the balls? in emoji uh i should be able to do this give me a second let me just uh double check my resource in front of me here now you got to make sure that these are universal like we don't want to foment dissent between iphone users and samsung users and whatnot well we need to make sure we're using the standard emojis i don't think i will be able to effectively uh do that right now because i'm not gonna like look up charts of competing emojis emojis are silly it's a silly thing we latched onto but it, i also get it having done lots of like emoji based languages my favorite I, is I, lo- I love texting people and like just completely inappropriately dropping them in the middle of an otherwise normal conversation okay um hey mason yes i just realized that we can uh we could totally just like have emoji exchanges right now if you just told me your phone number <laughs> on the podcast yeah i mean i'll edit it out or, okay, ampli- or um, amplify it one of the two uh where the hell is my phone that's let's see Here, um nope 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 uh nope i don't know where my phone is well, that will complicate this. You it? know what we could do is we could just tweet at each other. 
Yeah, let's do that. That okay. this is, of course, there will be a paper trail. Perfect. Okay, so I'm I'm over here at my computer now because I use desktop Twitter. Obviously, that's best. Okay. So long as the mic can still pick you up in that. Um. So I have no idea, but I do see a waveform. I'm gonna speak up. I'm gonna make sure to look in the direction of the microphone, but my eyes are going towards the screen. Okay. Okay. Cool. This is obviously best. Okay. I so I I can't wait to adjust the variances later. It's gonna be so great. Yeah. I know you love audio engineering, so I'm gonna see if I. This is hard when I'm not looking directly at the screen. Less ashamed. That's you. And let's see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add emoji. Now I need no. I've, no, I've almost done it. Just, I, I've totally got this one already. Uh, okay. Just give, give me like, give me ten seconds. <laughs> it suggested the flag of Norway. Perfect. Ooh, I also got the three monkeys, the see no evil, hear no evil, and hit no nobody in the balls evil. Yeah. Okay, so what do we got here? We got, okay, so we've got the circle with a line through it, the yes. Ghostbusters symbol without the ghost. Yes. And then we got the punch, like the fist. Yes. Uh, and then a pair of cherries. You're welcome. Uh, so no punch cherries. No punch cherries. But cherries here, much like, like, nuts or huevos or whatever, it's clearly slang for balls. Here's, here's, I guess... In much the same way that an eggplant is slang for penis. Here's, I guess, somewhat what we're kind of getting at here, too. Um, we're talking about an emoji-based language that you can't, like, you... It feels as though you can pictorially express, like, everything. And this, you know, goes back to hieroglyphs, essentially. Um, And it's a little bit... It's both, like, simpler and more complicated, right? Because Mm -hmm. there's only how many emojis? Maybe 200? Uh, If we're talking about the universal ones, yeah, like, maybe 200. Yeah, maybe 200. And all those flags, uh, we could maybe figure something else out with that. I don't know. But, like, you could probably set up some constructs to make it so that certain sequences mean particular things, and that there you go. You've, you, could, you could probably communicate just about everything via emoji. If that's true, um, is it its own language? Could it be? Well, the key is, is it grammatically and in terms of the vocabulary, is it different from English? Like, if we're just saying, okay, emoji 1 is equal to A, emoji 2 is equal to B, and you just write out an English word that way, no, it's not. That's just a a cipher for English. But if we can express an idea through emoji that is parsed differently than it would be if you were to write the same thing in English... Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at, too, is that, like, if... Just say, for example, we get into some of the, like, for sure lesser used ones. Like, uh, I'm just kind of scrolling through here for a second. There's um, the Moai, the Easter Island head. There's the hovering guy in a 
you know, businessman suit. I love the hovering guy. Um, uh, I don't want to go with the bus stop one. Let's say, let's say... There's a there's, lot of modes of transportation. Yeah, there's a lot of modes of transportation. If you look at, like, there's the bus, and then directly underneath that, there's, like, what looks like, I don't know, a streetcar? It's, like, it's like, a bus with an antenna on it? Yeah. Or something? Okay. Bumper car. What if, what if that bumper car, what if that bumper car, stock car, whatever it is, uh, what if that meant, like, past tense, Mm -hmm. and then, like, something else, like, maybe, essentially, if that, if it, if you could make quotes and end quotes, brackets and end brackets, those could sort of, like, not actually brackets or quotes, but symbols that would mean that, what if that essentially was, like, encoding, like, turn on, toggle a switch, where it's like, now this is a country name, that and at the end of the thing, that's the end of the country name. Or okay, or... so you're proposing that the less popular emojis uh, that communicate ideas that we don't really need communicated as nouns and verbs, we just use them as like different markers, different tenses to say, okay, so the presence of this emoji means that you should take this sentence literally. The presence of this emoji means that, no, it's actually a myth that happened long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, the presence of that emoji means that it's a hypothetical situation. Uh, let me let me, let me me just uh, feed you one real quick, okay? Okay. Um, okay. So simple, simple sentences can be expressed through emojis, and this is very, very clear. I love sure. that there's an inherent... This is sort of part of, I, I think, this is part of uh, the idea of emojis, um, is that you can text someone three and it will be a bigger size. And then if it's four, it shrink- it's still emojis, they're still fine, but it shrinks it to the smaller size. And that sort of incentivizes being succinct and doing it in three. So mm. pe- people have been sort of uh, subverted into trying to express as much with as little as possible every time. Like expressing um, how their student loan debt makes them feel. Exactly. That's a perfect example in a way. Um, but yeah, tell me, tell me a sentence, just a simple, simple sentence. Okay. And I will, I'll, let me just translate it real quick. I'm pretty sure we can do this. Uh, you need sugar to make a cake. Okay. So then, uh, need isn't very easily represented, but it could be. Uh, sugar should be in here, I'm assuming. Cake uh, is just, that's just a thing. Cake is cake. Uh, yeah, I'm not actually seeing sugar either, but cake is there. Either a slice or a cake. So that could break down to the three. Need sugar cake, right? Okay. And if we switched into operating that way, that we were forming our simple statements into, like, three emoji packages, that could switch over pretty easily. Like, this is one that is already in everyone's phone. People like emojis for the most part, and they are already using them. Mm Mm-hmm. If there was literally some sort of incentive to switching over to using that, the step over to, okay, here's a tense, here's a here's the toggle for country, et cetera, et cetera, um, here's some more complicated concepts expressed through emoji, 
if you were able to somehow incentivize that one level further, even if it was just for its own sake, that people invented a, an emoji language, here's the fine points of emoji language, you could be a super nerd too if you learn this language. Um, and, yeah, I don't know if that would have to be packaged with irony or... Okay, here's what. here's how you here's how you incentivize this, okay? Uh, I am a cell phone carrier, okay? Yes. And I advertise everywhere, holy cow, sign up for this plan. Uh, it's the greatest cell phone plan in the world. Five bucks a month and we'll give you a free iPhone 10. Right. And you're like, holy shit, I'm going to sign up for this right away. I got to get on this. I got to get on this. What's the catch? And we're like, well, there's no voice call function. It's all data and texting. And people are like, sweet, I hated making voice calls anyway. This is great. Uh, and then they're like, oh, and by the way, um, there's a surcharge of a penny per letter if you use English letters. But emojis, we don't count. So emojis are free. <laughs> so, like, anybody who's over 25 is like, fuck this. There's the catch. I've sorted out what the catch is. I'm I'm taking my iPhone 10. I'm paying my buyout fee and I'm leaving this carrier. It's terrible. Right. But anybody who's, like, 20 or younger is going to be like, I'm in Yes. And they're just texting, texting, texting all the time. And it's nothing but emojis back and forth forever for like five bucks a month. And you get an iPhone 10 and we lose all of our money. You, you know, we have no money. You know, what's kind of amazing about that, too, is that uh, I was talking about like, oh, the super nerds were d will develop this language. But like, if that was legitimately how that came about for some goddamn reason, uh, <laughs> That would happen naturally. Like, they would need to yeah. express other concepts and they would be incentivized to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, that you would need happen. to be able to express, you know, my parents are bullshit. I'm running away from home. And you need to be able to say that in pictures of monkeys. I wonder if there's been court cases already surrounding the language expressed via emoji. Oh, undoubtedly. Like, you send someone emojis of, like, the knife and the gun, and they would probably bring you up in court and be like, this yeah, like, dude threatened me. This is a threat. No, it's not. It's an emoji. Like, well, yes, it is. The emoji still counts, etc. Yeah. Um, no, there's there's undoubtedly already a legal oh, precedent of, like, emojis count as speech. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this is kind of interesting. Um... I don't hate the concept of an emoji language because it's as much as it's cringy and, and all that because emoji movie, yay. Kids like emojis. Let's let's talk about that. Let's appeal to that demographic. Sure. It is natural enough for me now that like that sounds kind of fun. I could, you know, it, especially if you could actually knock out that that cell phone price. I don't know why anyone would do that, but um Elon, well, Elon the, Musk you, just it, wants to push It's like anything else. Agenda. Like, all you need to do is get the one sucker who's like, well, my cell phone bill is a hundred bucks, but I guess I'll pay it. And it's like, yeah, thanks, old man. Your insistence on the Oxford comma has allowed us to remain operational for another month. Okay. Uh, I also wanted to mention, too, that this reminds me of uh, <laughs> the concept of someone expressing something through very succinct emojis uh or if they had to using like the letters it reminds me it harkens back to the days when we would do like collect calls that would just consist of 
you've got to collect call from pick me up at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was always the best. Yeah. Um, okay, so here, just real quick, pitch me on this language, and I'll be uh, I'll be a boomer, right? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um. Hey, you want to relate to your kids? <laughs> Me? <laughs> I, I have kids? Where? Where'd you go? I'm sorry, I had to laugh directly into the floor as opposed to the microphone. Hello? Yes, um, if you want to rap with the kids these days and, you know, <laughs> make sure they put you in the good nursing home, uh, here's yes. the way to do it. Uh, How? You use these hip little pictures. So instead of typing out, I'm happy, you can just send them a little smile. Just send it directly to their brains. But I'm not happy. <laughs> well, then send them a sad face instead. <laughs> or send them an angry face, whatever you're feeling in the moment. It's one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> just alternating between sad and angry. Well, so if I speak this language, will I get oatmeal? I don't know. <laughs> you, your your boner will start working again. Hot diggity! <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we're all going to be old someday. These damn millennials uh. stole my boner business. <laughs> I'm thirty-five. Uh, <laughs> I think I think we did it. Um, emoji language? What do we call it? Are we? Yeah. Fuck. Um. Uh. Okay. Well, here's the thing. In order to express the idea of emoji language, we have to express it in emoji. Shit. So what right. is what is emoji language for emoji? Language? How in the hell? Uh, sorry. Pardon my French. How in the hell did they not do that when developing the emoji? Like, I guess. They wanted to get it to go across different systems and be a set number of characters, and that was all that that was. Um, so it was never I apples to begin with, for example. Yeah. But but even still, you'd think that there would be a symbol for the pictures that we use. You know, like yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, I mean, it's got a, it's got a name. It's got a name. The, it's the archetypal emoji is the smiley face. So yes, just that like is true. Speech bubble emoji, like speech bubble smiley face. Is uh, speech bubble an emoji? Speech bubble's an emoji, right? It must be, yeah. So speech bubble smiley face, that that works. Um, and yeah, I kind of want to like make this code. <laughs> you know, like uh, honestly, if we were on the ground floor of it, and there literally was some sort of limitation for someone at any point. Where they, for some reason, could only express through emojis. 
I want to create this cell phone carrier here in Canada. You know what the market is like? I would make money hand over fist. Maybe. I mean, that's there are there have been way worse business ideas. I will absolutely give you that. Why isn't there a cell phone carrier that will let me just have texting? Like, I don't want to make phone calls or receive them. They're bad. Absolutely. That is also a very true reality. Um, okay, so, uh, uh, emoji like, uh, we can't even verbally say what this is, because I guess this is a written language that already exists, and we're just talking about a clarification of it. Um, but anyway, emoji-ish, emoji-ish. Emoji-ees? Emojis. No, that doesn't work. Whatever this thing we made is... Oh, okay, that's, okay, that's Luke, Luke, here's rap. what we're going to do. I'm going to have you put in the sound effect in post, and I need you to do a sound effect associated with the speech bubble, the, the audio equivalent of that emoji, and the audio equivalent of the smiley face, and I need you to go bump, bump. Okay, so here's... The emoji language. Do you think you can replicate that? Just with your mouth? Just like make that sound? No, like I like I did the sound. Oh yeah, you, no, I could I could can make that sound. I, I'm a talented vocal mimic. I could absolutely do that. Cool. So I mean that's there it is. Sweet. You gave me a challenge now too that I gotta put something in there that is like not possible for the human voice. I am nothing if not a fresh challenge every every day. There's a new world you on the horizon. You certainly are challenging to work with, yes. Hey, we made a thing. Yay. If you have feedback, you can tweet at us. H-I-G-A-I show. Be sure Twitter. to only use emoji. Yeah, please, please send us some messages that are very encrypted. If you want to develop this language, uh, uh, sure, I guess. I don't know. We're both too busy to actually pull that off. But, <laughs> I mean, like, legitimately, that could, could be a thing. Um, what else? Facebook has a group. Instagram has a thing. Uh, the website was HIGAIshow.com. And uh, you can email us, uh, show at gmail.com. I'm presuming that by this point somebody already sent in the thing. And we'll adjust accordingly. It might take a week or two. I don't know. We'll figure that part out. Um, you could, uh, like, message us on OkCupid. Okay uh, or Tinder. Or FetLife. Sure. Mm -hmm. Or Grinder. Okay. Any uh, any other important uh, things you want to mention? Here, uh, AOL. AOL chat rooms. News groups. Any any other any other hilarious promotional jokes? This about... podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It just All right. is. All right, I'm not yeah. going to go into detail. By just... now, you know Squarespace. You know they provide quality products and services. Ladies and gentlemen, I implore you, please, yo, go to Squarespace and square your spaces. Squarespace. Squarespace. Last but not least, Mason. Squarespace. Last but not least, Squarespace. Mason. Square. It's your turn. Space. Okay, well, now that we have created the best language, the language that everybody speaks from here on out, uh, I'm going to get a little smaller. I'm going to get a little more granular. 
but I'm also going to get a little meta on you, Luke. Okay. Are you ready for meta? Sure. Luke. Yeah? Next episode, mm-hmm. we are going to write the best joke. Oh, God damn it. That'll be easy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Funny. We're going to laugh. Hooray for jokes. Hooray for jokes. What I'm most excited for as we go on with this podcast is looking down the episode list. That is really one that's going to stick out, huh? Yes, <laughs> like, it will. How in the hell did they do an hour on joke singular? And <laughs> one let me joke. Let me tell you, I have no idea how we're going to pull that off. <laughs> it's going to be bad, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! All right. Lastly, the very last thing we're gonna we're gonna do here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You mentioned how "sucker Mrs. Dick" is not the best phrasing. Well, I just and, I just want to be progressive, you know. And I have to agree. Okay. Uh, we can probably come up with something very close. Mm-hmm. Remix it a little. Just a little remix. Just a little remix of that of that of that sentence. And come up with something that's a little more universal and fully acceptable. Have any have any uh, ideas? Enjoy purple things. Uh, that might just be a little too vague. Put purple things in your mouth. That's. I mean, it could always be subtly known by the fan base that it's actually Grimace's dick, but. Eh. I I I I wonder if there's the sweet spot here. Let's give it one more draft. What do you think? Drink a shamrock shake. Is that good? <laughs> I, I I that might be the best one. <laughs> I I don't want to say that's not the the best one. No, um well, see the beautiful thing is in emoji language as we all know the eggplant is the penis, and it's purple. Grimace is already in our emoji language. That's his dick. Oh, my God. So are we contributing to the culture here by figuring out the perfect ending thing that can also be, like, expressed through emoji? Like, okay, can we so wrap all here's, this up here's, here it is in three emoji. You ready? Yeah. Thumbs up. Little kiss emoji, eggplant. Mm. You know what, though? I'm going to throw this one out there. Mm-hmm. That is pretty much just yay for yay for kissing dick. And I promise you that has been expressed by uh, many a person. Okay, okay. So that's, that's not quite ours. We can use, we can use the eggplant for sure, because that's just... St- fully apropos but we got to find the combination that's that's ours okay um so we're funny and smart so so that's what we're being smart the nerd emoji with the glasses he's smiley he's enjoying the dick nerd Let's take a little peek here. Nerd. 
Nerd tongue? No, that's even that's just like a nerdy blowjob. Um, sucking vacuum cleaner. Is there one? Of those? Uh, kiss eggplant fireworks. <laughs> kiss and then monorail on the way to the eggplant. Um, how about, how about thumbs up monorail eggplant? Thumbs up monorail eggplant is good. It's like everybody on the, on the, on the train Everyone's to go. On, everyone's on the train to that purple dick. Everybody on the train. Choo choo. Here we go. Get on the monorail. There's just don't, one rail. We're getting on it. Don't chew it though. Don't, no, don't chew <laughs> it. That's, I mean, he can take it. He's very resilient, but still he don't. He is. Um, that's, that's, that's it. That's our secret code. We're done. We're done. Touch Grimace. Oh, 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 touch Grimace. A big and tasty for just a dollar. Touch Grimace. Oh, 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 touch Grimace. Oh, 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 touch Grimace. Touch Grimace. Touch Grimace. Touch Grimace. Like that? Yep.